What do you think of when you hear those words? Maybe you think, what is up ahead? We better see. Did you know that God has warnings in the Bible? Yes, there are. And in our memory verse today, God has a warning for all of the people who have believed on Jesus as their Savior. And the memory verse is Hebrews 3.12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12. Now Hebrews is in the New Testament part of the Bible. And this verse is found in chapter 3, verse number 12. And we know that the Bible is God's true word. And do you remember how many men God chose to write the Bible? It was 40. God inspired 40 men to write the Bible. So our verse is found in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Now, if you don't know how to find Hebrews and you don't know the order of the books of the Bible yet, then you can find this book by going to the table of contents in your Bible, which is usually one of the very first pages in the Bible. And so you can find where the book of Hebrews is in the list of the books of the New Testament, and it will have a page number, and you can turn over to that page number in your Bible. And once you get to Hebrews, look for the big number, which is the chapter, and then look for the little number, which is the verse. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, and it says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12 Now take heed, brethren. What does that mean? Well, this verse is written to brethren. Now let me tell you, brethren are brothers and sisters in Christ. Believers in Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Hmm. Well, maybe you've heard people use the word brother or sister maybe when they go to church. Now, people call each other brother and sister if they have chosen to believe in Jesus. Because when you choose to believe in Jesus, you become part of God's family. And so the other people who have believed in Jesus as well are your brothers and sisters in God's family. And so this verse says, take heed, brethren. Now, brethren, that's talking to the people who have believed in Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ, in God's family. And take heed, well, those are words that mean be careful. Then the verse says, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Well, God says his children are in danger of allowing unbelief to come into their lives. Unbelief means not believing. And the last part of the memory verse says, in departing from the living God. You see, unbelief or not believing can make them far from God. If you don't believe, it can make you far from God. And it can make you not love God and serve God like you used to. If you have believed in God, if you are his child, God wants you to believe him. And don't insist on your own way. When you see in the Bible what God wants you to do, God wants you to do it. God wants you to give in to what he wants and to what he tells you to do. And God wants you to know he will do what's best for you. 
But the first thing God wants you to believe is that Jesus died and rose again to pay the price for your sin. And if you've never trusted Jesus to forgive you and to give you life forever in heaven someday, then you can do that today. And you will have an opportunity to do that later on in our lesson today. Our memory verse again is Hebrews 3:12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. God wants you to be careful, to be careful to believe him. Because if you don't believe, it can make you not love God or serve God like you used to. God wants you to be careful of unbelief. Hebrews 3.12 Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12 Have you known people who are stubborn? And stubborn means they just want their own way and they don't want anything else different. Now, how did that stubborn person act? Hmm, maybe they are very hard to work with. Maybe they're very hard to be friends with. Do you ever get stubborn about things? Do you ever just want your own way and there's no other way it can happen? Moses was the leader of a nation of people who were very stubborn. God had guided these people. He had provided for them. And even when they complained and they grumbled and they were disobedient, God kept caring for them. But one day, their stubbornness went too far. And what would happen when God refused to put up with them anymore? The cloud that led the Israelites had been moving again, and the people followed it. And as they were going along, they must have thought about all that had happened at Mount Sinai. And they had seen the awesome power of God. They had received God's commandments. They even carried with them the stones the commandments were carved into. And they had also broken God's first and second commandments by worshiping a golden calf. And through all these experiences, God was teaching his people that it was important to believe and obey him. Well, now the cloud led the Israelites to a place called Kadesh. And Kadesh was on the border of Canaan. Canaan was the land that God had promised to the Israelites. It was the promised land. Well, 15 months had passed since they left Egypt. So, that's one year and three months. They had been traveling for one year and three months from Egypt to this place called Kadesh, right on the edge of Canaan, the promised land. The people of Israel, or the Israelites, they had traveled about 400 miles through the desert, and now they could see Canaan, their new home. But instead of entering the land like God wanted them to do, the people came to Moses with a request. And the people requested 
Moses to do something. And they said, send ahead some men to spy out the land and bring back a report about the cities and the people. Well, instead of trusting God, the Israelites were doubting. They wanted proof that they would be able to overtake their enemies in this new land because the land wasn't empty. People were living there. And so they wanted some spies to go in and check it out and come back and give them a report. This was not God's best plan. But God told Moses to do as they requested. So Moses chose 12 men, one from each family group, to go. And he told them to look at the land and see if it was good for growing crops and bring back some of the food that was grown there. And he also told them to look at the strength of the people and their cities. Well, Moses knew there were people living in that land who didn't believe in the true and living God. And there's many people today who don't believe in the true and living God. They want to go their own way instead of God's way. And you also were born with a desire to go your own way. The Bible even says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Isaiah 53, 6. Just like sheep sometimes go their own way, you and I go our own way instead of God's way. And God calls that desire to go your own way, he calls it sin. And when you do things like lying to your parents or being disobedient to your teachers or to your parents, you sin. God, he is holy. He hates your sin because it separates you from him. And God says that sinners deserve to be forever separated from him in a terrible place of punishment. That place is called hell. But God created you. He loves you. He knew you could do nothing about your sin, so he made a way for you to be forgiven. He sent his own son, Jesus, to take the punishment for you. And Jesus lived a perfect life on earth. And then he died on a cross. And God punished his son, Jesus, in your place, so you would not have to be separated from him. The Bible even says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanseth us from all sin. Yes. Jesus died, he gave his blood. And because he did that, you can have your sin forgiven. After Jesus died and was buried, he came alive again. And today he's alive in heaven. And you can be forgiven when you trust in Jesus. Jesus died and rose again for you. And when you trust in him, you can be forgiven of your sin. The true and living God wants you to believe in him. And Moses knew there were people living in Canaan who didn't believe in the true and living God. And soon the twelve men left the camp, and they began spying out the land of Canaan, the promised land. And they gathered a variety of fruit to bring back to the camp, and in one area they found some grapes, and these grapes were in huge clusters or bunches. And the cluster or bunch of grapes that they brought back was so large that it took two men to carry it on a pole between them. Wow. Well, after 40 days, the 12 spies returned to the camp at Kadesh, and they were going to give a report to the people. Moses and Aaron and all the people gathered around them, and many people probably tasted the grapes and the other fruit that the spies had brought back, and everyone must have been quiet to hear the report. 
and they must have said, We have seen the land, and it is truly a good land, but the people there are very strong. They live in large, well-protected cities, and some of the people are giants. And this last comment must have made a great concern for the people. They may have said, Did you hear that? There are giants in the land. But Caleb, one of the twelve spies, he said, Let's go into the land at once. We are well able to conquer it. But ten of the other spies disagreed. They said, No, we're not able to go against those people. They're much stronger than we are. Those people are so big, we look like grasshoppers next to them. When the people of Israel heard those frightening words, they were filled with fear. They were doubting or not believing. They turned against Moses and Aaron, and they complained, and they, they said, If only we had died in Egypt or here in this wilderness. Why has God brought us to this place only to have our families be killed by our enemies? It would be better if we went back to Egypt. Let's choose a new leader who will take us back. Moses and Aaron, they bowed before the Lord. They were shocked after all God had done for the people. How could they turn against God? They were being stubborn. How could they do this? Why couldn't they believe God instead of insisting on their own way? Well, if you believed on Jesus as your Savior, you need to believe God. Don't insist on your own way. Wanting your own way and refusing to give in is being stubborn, and it is sin. Have you ever been stubborn toward God by refusing to believe what he says? Instead of obeying your parents as God says to do, do you insist that you know what's better than they do? Instead of forgiving and being kind to someone who has been unkind to you, do you insist on taking revenge or getting even with that person? Instead of trusting God to take care of you, do you worry when things are going against you? God knows what's best, and if you insist on your own way, you may get into big trouble. You won't be following God's plan, and he doesn't promise to help you when you go against him. He might punish you by allowing you to go through a painful experience because of your decision. In our memory verse today, God warns about the danger of refusing to believe him. Remember our verse, Hebrews 3, 12? Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12 Remember that take heed means to be careful, and unbelief means not believing. God wants you to be careful about not believing Him. The most wise thing that you can do is to believe God and not insist on your own way. Why couldn't the Israelites believe God? instead of insisting on their own way. They had turned against God and against their leaders. And Caleb and Moses' helper Joshua, who was also one of the twelve spies, they tore their robes. Robes are the clothes that they wore. And they tore them, and they did that to show the sorrow that they were having. They, they pleaded with the people. They were begging the people to listen. And they said, the land we pass through is very good. If it pleases God, he will bring us safely into the land. He will give it to us. Don't, don't have rebellion against God. Don't be afraid of the people in Canaan. 
They have no protection because our God is with us. But the people, did they listen? Nope. They even threatened to kill Joshua and Caleb. But just then, God's shining glory appeared at the special tent where the people met with God. And the voice of the Lord rumbled out of the shining cloud, and it said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? How long will they refuse to believe me after all the signs and miracles I have done? I will destroy these people with a terrible sickness, and I will make you a strong nation in their place. But Moses, he prayed, and he asked the Lord, Don't destroy the people. And God listened to Moses' prayer. God chose to forgive his people, but he would let them suffer the difficult results of their decision. If only they had believed God instead of insisting on their own way. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, believe God. Don't insist on your own way. Believing God means trusting Him, giving in to Him willingly. And willingly means that you're choosing to do it. And why do you do that? Why do you give in to God willingly? Because you know God's always true and He's always right. You can believe God when He says obey your parents. You can trust that God has put your parents over you for your good. And you can believe God when He says to forgive, and to be kind to others. You can trust that God will give you the strength to do it because he's forgiven you of your sin. You can believe God when he says he'll take care of you. You can trust that God has all things under control and will only allow what is best to happen in your life. And when you're tempted to be stubborn and insist on your own way, stop and think about God. Think about how much he loves you and all the ways he has helped you in the past. And think that he keeps his promises all the time. He never tells a lie. Think about how wise God is. He never makes mistakes. And then you can ask God to give you that desire, that want to, to believe and obey him. And our memory verse today, Hebrews 3.12, reminds us, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews 3.12 God is telling you to be careful about not believing Him because it's always best to believe God instead of insisting on your own way. If only the Israelites had believed God instead of insisting on their own way or being stubborn. God forgave them, but they would suffer the result of their decision. And God said they would have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Four, zero, 40 years. Not 40 days, not 40 weeks, 40 years. And why 40 years? Because it was one year for each day that they explored the new land. So remember that the spies, they went to spy out the land for 40 days. And so God said that they would have to wander in the wilderness. Not just the spies, but all of the Israelites would have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And they would do that for 40 years until all the adults had died. All the adults would die by the time 40 years had passed. The next generation of Israelites could go into the promised land of Canaan. Now, a generation is um, people from certain years. 
So your parents are from one generation, and you, the children, are from the next generation. And so all the adults from the older generation would die by the time the Israelites had wandered through the wilderness for 40 years. But only Caleb and Joshua, who believed God, would live and they would enter the promised land of Canaan with the younger generation. Well, the ten spies who brought back the bad report and they discouraged the people from going into Canaan, they got a terrible sickness and they died. And the people were sad that they learned the result of their sin. And the next morning, they started to leave the camp and go toward Canaan. And Moses, he asked them, where are you going? And the people said, we know we've sinned. We are going to take the land that God has promised to us. Even though the Israelites heard God's message that they would not enter the land, they did not believe God. They were stubborn. They were insisting on their own way. And Moses tried to reason with them. He said, you are disobeying God. God will not go with you into Canaan. You will lose the battle with those people in Canaan, he warned. But the Israelites, they refused to listen. They continued toward Canaan, and the people who lived in Canaan attacked them, and many Israelites were killed, and the rest of the people were chased out of the land. Maybe then the Israelites finally realized their stubbornness had gone too far. God meant what he said. The adults would never live in the promised land because they refused to believe God, and they did not listen to God. They insisted on their own way. Don't be like the Israelites. If you know Jesus as your Savior, believe God. Don't insist on your own way. Remember the warning in our memory verse today, Hebrews three twelve. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Hebrews three twelve. Trust God. Trust God and willingly give in to what he says in his word, the Bible. And know that God, he will do what's best for you. So when you're tempted to be stubborn and insist on your own way, stop and think about how God loves you. And stop and think that God always keeps his promises and he is all wise and he never makes mistakes. And then you can ask God, you can ask him to give you a want to, a desire to believe him and obey him. And remember, to believe God. But the most important thing God wants all people to believe is that Jesus died and rose again for their sin. And God says that your sin separates you from him. But Jesus died to take the punishment and he came alive again. And the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now the world, that means you. God so loves you. And God gave his only begotten son. That's the Lord Jesus. So if you believe that Jesus died and came alive, you will not perish. Perish means to be separated from God. But if you believe, then you will have everlasting or forever life with God. If you trust in Jesus completely, and you trust in what he did on the cross, you ask him to forgive your sin, then you won't be punished for your sin. Instead, you will live with God forever. Today, you can choose to believe on Jesus. You can choose to trust completely 
that he died for your sin and rose again. You can tell Jesus something like this if you're ready to make that decision. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please save me from my sin and give me everlasting life. Help me to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly do believe in Jesus, then he will give you that everlasting life, which is the best life you could ever have. And if you would like to read about this lesson right from the Bible, you can find it in Numbers chapter 13 and chapter 14. Numbers is a book in the Old Testament part of the Bible. So you find this lesson in Numbers chapters 13 and 14. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.